1: Hello, welcome to the show. This is Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I am discussing part two of intuition as an exercise. If you haven't listened to part one, take a pause, go find last week's episode, and that will help you slide right into this week's episode. These are exercises in intuition, and you get to start by centering, etches, sketching, and letting go of anything else that you're carrying right now in this moment. This becomes its own patience practice, its own presence practice, and its own permission to shift. Light and love, and on to part two. Clear out the last exercise. Shake that edge sketch and take a deep, centering breath. Let go of any tension in the shoulders. Soften the eyes and soften the belly. Number four, I belong and I am right where I need to be. Notice what you notice about your body's response. What do you feel? What do you sense? Is there an ease? Is there a tension? Is there a settling? Is there an activation? You might feel intuition saying, yes, I belong. I am right where I need to be. A yes feels calming. A yes feels also energizing, but calming to me. It's a resounding yes. Yes. A doubtless yes. We might be able to sit with that yes, I know I belong. I am right where I need to be. Or we might sense a yes, I know something is right about that. But then that familiarity with the mind might call attention to it and draw us out of our heart and gut knowing And bring us back to the familiarity of the mind, the thought cloud that creates an anxiously driven resistance like, wait, 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 but I don't want to be here. I don't like right here. I resent having to be right here. I want to be somewhere else. I don't want to be here. I don't like this. There can be a shift inside of us when we're healing and growing. One part of us can receive a message and then all of a sudden another part can jump on to receiving that message. If you felt a calm centeredness, I belong, I am right where I need to be. And you believe that wisdom, you've worked with that wisdom, you've practiced that wisdom, you know it even when you can't feel it. You've been with this before, there's a familiarity. That might be your wise woman or your wise man going, yes, I know this to be true. In a confident way, holding confidence for your inner child. But then you might feel a shift into inner child psychology. And the inner child looks up like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't like it. Can you hear the immaturity in this way of processing? I don't want to be here. I don't like it. I want to be somewhere else. This is stupid. I don't want to be right here. It's pouty. It's resistant. And that's not something to shame. That's something to understand and work with. Anxiety from the inner child He or she is scared or overwhelmed. Let him or her know. That's okay. We're changing. We're growing. It is really okay to be where we are. When we feel anxious, we can pour self-soothing, grounded reason, so different than hopeless worst-case scenario anxiety that swarms in the head. We are worthy of self-soothing. We can learn it. It is a skill. And it becomes a balm, B-A-L-M, for the nervous system. A soothing, a calming, a quieting. Rightly so. If we survive trauma, that inner child very rarely, if ever, felt awesome and peaceful about wherever they were in the moment. It's part of why so many of us run our minds through the future of what's going to happen and struggle to be in the present moment. Many of us, unfortunately, rightly learned that the present moment is a shitty place to be. That was very true of a lot of my development. And so healing has been this invitation, this patience process, this healthy risking, to learn and teach myself that it is okay for me to be where I am today. That adult me, wise woman Nikki, can step in for inner child me and go, I understand that you don't want to be here. Some of being right here might not be very fun or easy right now, but we can do it. You get to lean on me. When you were little, you didn't have me, but now you have me. And it's my grown-up job to handle whatever life is asking me to handle. It is okay. I belong, we belong, I am right where I need to be. We teach this to ourselves over time. Notice whatever it is that will benefit you in noticing about your body and your experience for this exercise. Take your note. Moving on to number five, take a beat to find your Etch-A-Sketch to let go of everything we've done before this moment. This becomes a practice of being present right here. Take a breath, quiet your body, allow it to settle and feel easy peasy. Number five, and notice immediately, I'm going to say three words and just notice what you notice, take a breath or two in the noticing and then take your note Animals over people. Yep, that's what I said. Animals over people. What is your bodily response to that? What did your body do? Did you smile? If you did, what did that lightness feel like in your body? Did you allow your response? Or did you take it back? Did you disallow it? Did you feel a yes? Yes, I believe this. So many HSPs are team animal over people. That's part of our complexity. You know, Animals give absolute unconditional love. Our pets are unconditional love superstars. I think in that way for deep people, we do look at animals. We look at our dogs. We look at our cats. And we go, yep, they forgive me so easily. They are better than us. What was your bodily response to animals over people? Did you feel that kind of, yes, I resonate with that? And then did you find a long-term pattern of guilt that washed right over you, brought on by the perfectionist that steps in as shame and torture us in ways that sound pretty reasonable? Sometimes with something like this, where we kind of smirk and go, yeah, animals over people. But then that perfectionist will come in, that familiarity with shame and guilt and discomfort and feeling bad and overthinking that gets accidentally practiced over a lifetime. This part of us will come in and go, oh, wait a minute, but that's not okay. I'm supposed to like people. We might have a pattern of over empathy that has the side effect of self-shame. It might sound something like if I was a better person, I'd like people much more. Did you go in the other direction? Do you feel the ego in that? If you did, the I'm better than others part of the human ego, yeah, I don't like people, they're below me, I'm above, that might sound like, yeah, screw people, animals all the way, forever, animals are wonderful, people are stupid. Without judgment, without criticism, without looking for any deeper meaning, just allow yourself to be in the practice of noticing. On other episodes and other realms, you've heard me say a lot to observe and not absorb. It's going to be harder if we take on that task, just going out into the world, expecting ourselves to practice within the complexity of adding another person or people to our process. It's just like going to the gym, you guys. It's like we don't walk into the gym and pick up the heaviest weights. We start small. Let's start with ourselves in the realm of just observing without absorbing, without judging, without questioning. What was your experience when I said animals over people? Take your note. Take a breath and let's etch a sketch. Let's erase. Let's let go of previous process. Take a breath, calm and center. Number six, the sun rises at night. Notice what you notice. Notice if there's any familiarity here. This is another exercise that I'm offering that's much like the grass is purple. Because of that similarity, the sun rises at night, the grass is purple. Was it a little easier to feel through? Did you allow yourself to sit with the confidence of, nope, moon at night, sun rises during the day, I know this like I know my name, a settling with ease, an acceptance of what you know with less questioning. Again, this is me trying to show you and get you to experience and practice this feeling of confidence. This helps us plant seeds that can grow and be transplanted from the simple things like the grass is Purple or the grass is green, the things that we know and the things that we know are not real and not true, so that we can transplant this confidence from the simple things to the more complex realms, like our feelings and the complexity of relating and negotiating boundaries and needs with self and others. It's really okay to start small and build up muscle. I say that every year when we enter the boundaries course in October. I tell the every single class, so many of you are going to come here and you're going to want to leave here and go to the most difficult person in your life and throw down some boundaries. And typically everybody laughs at the truth of that. Sometimes we make things harder on ourselves and we don't even realize it in the moment. We have so much power in making things easier. Notice what you notice. The sun rises at night take a note. Number seven. This is going to be a little different. Notice what you notice in your body before I say this. Take a breath. Settle and center. Etch a sketch. Erase every other exercise, every other energy that you've been carrying. Just be you, your breath, and my message. This time I'm going to ask you to think about something that's a current stressor in your life. And whereas typically I would advise anything but stressing for this exercise, take a moment and stress on that stressor. Think on it. Turn it over. Think even more thoughts about it. Think, 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 think. Notice what you notice. What do you notice of your energy? Where does it go? What shifts do you feel as you stress? Where in your body do you sense this? Do you feel this? What happens in your gut space when you're stressing, worrying? When I am in worry, it's like I'm fully in my head and not in my body at all. And what it took me a long time to understand about that is The body has an intelligence, and when I would go to my head, I was really separating myself from the wisdom that my body was holding for me. If you're new to healing, that might sound a bit woo-woo or hippy-dippy. There's a lot of truth in it. Our bodies and our minds are not these totally separate things, the way so much Western science and medicine seem to give the impression of. It's, It's one thing that works together, really. Even though there's so many multiple parts to who we are. It works in sync. It works together. There really is no separateness. When I'm in worry, it's like all of a sudden my heart and my gut turn into some kind of no man's land, like desolate desert. And when I'm in body It's more like a lush forest, maybe even a jungle. What does it feel like in your body when you put intention and attention, energy into stressing? What happens? Make a note of whatever you need to note and
0: take a breath. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you, and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties, Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms.
1: Now we've practiced multiple times shifting, letting go of what was previous to be able to meet ourselves in the present moment with what is available in the present moment without the burden of carrying the weight of everything that has happened before. In this last piece of the exercise, I invited you to stress. Now take a deep breath and allow yourself to let go of that. Practice the shifting if it helps visualize that etch sketch little bitty shake and it just disappears like a magic. If etch sketch can do that, certainly the powerful mind can do that. Let go. Take a breath. Isn't it lovely to teach this body and this inner child that we can pick something up and we can put something down. We can look at something and then we can look away. I think I said nine earlier, but I misnumbered my sheet. So this is the last one. It's actually eight. Take a breath and center. Come back to just the present moment. In this final one, I want you to allow whatever age to come up. When I say this, imagine your inner child. And whatever the first image is, allow yourself to just be with that inner child for a moment. Notice what you feel in your body. Notice what you notice. Being in the moment. Not trying to go anywhere else. When I imagine my inner child, very often I'm either 5 or 12. And that makes sense when we bring some understanding to it. Those were really hard years for me. I endured a lot of abuse and pretty significant neglect and grief. Let's go to our inner child and let's be with him or her. Take a deep breath. Notice what you notice about your body with just the invitation to be with your inner child. If you haven't done inner child work and you've only thought about it and heard me talk about it without bringing it into the realm of action and doing and being, then you might feel a little squirmy. If you sat with your inner child, might feel warm and safe. Repeat to yourself as I share. Hello, sweet little me. I see you. I love you. I will be right here, ready and willing, and able to take care of you now and always. I'm not going anywhere. I'm so sorry I haven't always known how to take the best care of us. And I'm sorry you were alone and without me for so long when you were little. I love you and I want you to know that you will never be without grown-up me again. I am with you always and forever. And I am figuring out more and more and better and better how to take care of ourselves as we move through this life That is sometimes amazing and sometimes crazy and sometimes scary and sometimes beautiful. I love you so much. Take a breath. What do you feel? Sense what you sense in your heart space. Notice any responses in your body that maybe I haven't mentioned through this activity. Hands or feet. Legs or arms. The back of our body, the front of our body, the sides of our body. What does it feel like to offer loving communication, holding of your inner child? Acknowledgement. What is that like? Now, very often when I am sitting face to face with a client, if I offer such language to the inner child very instantly, most people that are into my work will tear up. Did that happen for you? Before I say, I want you to sit for a minute with, what do you think that means? Did anything else that I offered bring a tearfulness or a tenderness? What does that mean if we tear up when we're addressing the inner child? Make a note and then I'll share more. Often what's happening in that moment, if you felt some tearfulness, some tenderness, some release, Or just a tearfulness that doesn't make any sense to you. Often what's happening is the inner child is like, oh my goodness. My whole life I've wanted to be acknowledged and held and had a soft place to fall. And we're listening to this lady's voice and she sees us. She knows I'm here. This is what we've always wanted. This is what we've always needed. And that tearfulness is a relief If it's the first time you're hearing me talk about the inner child, that can feel wild and off the wall, almost bizarre and woo-woo. I didn't want to do that work initially. I have leaned into that work because it is absolutely what has healed me and what has given my clients over the years. The comfort, the security that actually really does what we're trying to do in healing, which it sounds like an insult because somewhere along the way in our human experience, Telling somebody to grow up became an insult. But with all the love in the world and no insult, that's what we're doing. And when our childhood was rough, there's a truth that we didn't get what we needed. So there's parts of our psychology that sort of get stuck at younger ages. It's why when we get triggered, we can kind of act out or lash out or we say things that our wisest self would not say. Not understanding the inner child can make us feel damn near crazy, but it's not crazy. We are deep and complex beings. And so much of my work is about offering ways of reparenting and growing up that inner child. And the beauty in that process and that work is that that's where we get more security. I know so many of you listening, no matter your age, would acknowledge that at times you feel like an imposter adult. This is often why. So the beauty of doing this work is that we get to actually really let go of an imposter syndrome in our adulthood so that we can fully embrace adulting. And that is a confidence. It is a security. It is a power and it is a peace. All right, you guys. So I'm really curious about how this was for you today. What did this show you about your intuition? What did this show you about your relationship with your body? Did you like this? Did you not like it? I'll put up a post on my Instagram. And if you would like to come tell me and give me some feedback, what did this do for you? What was this like? Was it so weird that you're going to have to listen to it again? Did it feel familiar? What was it like? As we end this year, so soon. Almost saying goodbye to 2022. I just want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to reach so many people. Y'all have been my marketing team since the beginning. And what 2023 means to me and my husband Chris, who produces the show, my team is five years of doing emotional badass. And I could not keep doing this work in the passionate way that I do without your support, without your sharing of the show, without y'all's feedback, without your passion for the healing that you are doing in your own realm. This year, y'all have seen me shift and change and grow. We've made a change. We've joined a podcast network, the Sober Powered Network. And that has been profoundly hitting me because in the last few months I have supported more people in the death of their loved one due to addiction. And I mean young people. I mean people in their 40s and somebody in their 60s, very small grandchildren. I am so proud to be a part of the Sober Powered Network. It is clarifying a goal, a wish, a dream that I have. And y'all are helping me make that happen in the best way that I can by sharing this emotional education, this deep nuanced, getting to know the self. What I want to see in my lifetime, I will be 43 in 2023. What I want to see in my lifetime is I want to see suicide and overdose rates drop. That's what I want in my lifetime. And that is going to come from people understanding what true coping is, what dealing with reality is, what critical thinking is, what letting go of the critical voices, what healing actually is and how to do it. And that's what I try to do with every single piece of content that we release. Thank you so, so very much for supporting me and this show all these years. To the patrons at Patreon, thank you for being our backbone. Thank you for showing up at the live streams with your energy, your heart, your openness, your badass deep questions. Thank all of you, the patrons, the people that are out there listening for being the change in the world. I truly believe that we change the world one person at a time, and there is a butterfly effect, and you are the butterfly effect. Do not ever doubt your power in your own life and in that of the world Thank you for having the courage to grow and evolve in a world that gives so many messages against that evolvement, that betterment, that self-development. I am so happy and blessed to be on this planet with you in this one precious life that all of us get. So much light and love. Happy holidays. Be good to yourself. Light and love. I am an emotional badass. You were an emotional badass, and together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. I will see you right here next time for a brand new episode. Till then, bye-bye.
0: and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long.